Hey guys, welcome to You Got This, The Journey. I'm your host, Shannon Andrus. I'm on a journey right now to become the absolute best version of me. I want to find ways that I can improve mentally, physically, and spiritually. So every week, I'm going to open up about my journey and talk about tips and tricks of what's working for me and what's not working for me. I'll also be interviewing guests who will share their stories too. Together, we will inspire one another to become the absolute best versions of ourselves. So join me every week on this journey. And remember, you got this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You guys, this time it's not alcohol. (laughs) Let me take a sip of my Celsius before we get started. Although I feel like you guys liked the episodes where I've been drinking. Like, all right, this isn't good. You guys are going to make me drink more. And that's that's really not me becoming my best self. No, but the episodes where where I have been like drinking, whether it was my wine night episode or the episode I just did with my sister, I feel like the engagement is so good. And everybody will reach out about how fun it was, how funny we were. I'm like, maybe I need to. (laughs) to drink every time I do the episode. I don't know. But today is not a White Claw Truly or whatever the hell I was having last week. It is a Celsius because I need a little oomph, a little energy as I get on the microphone today, especially because, guys, I'm not doing well on the journey this week. I have so much to talk to you guys about today, and I have absolutely no format <laughs> whatsoever. It's a freaking shit show. But hey, it's a journey. And I feel like I'm in this phase of life where I'm just being less strict with myself, a little more flexible, a little more fun and just just talking to my friends. You know what I mean? So yeah, this is where we're at, you guys. I hope you had an awesome week. It was just 4th of July weekend. I had a freaking blast. I got so much to talk about with that. But I hope that you guys had a really, really awesome week. So let's let's travel back in time to last week's episode with my sister, Casey, who... I have to say, like, I'm sorry for any of my previous guests if this offends you, but that truly was my favorite episode I've ever recorded of all time. And it's nothing on my previous guests, but I think it's more so something with me. Because I feel like in the past episodes I've done with other people or just by myself, it has been very, very serious in a way. Like it's all about how we can be more inspirational and motivate ourselves and what we need to do to be successful. And here's the steps we need to take. And and it's very educational. And, and not that Casey's wasn't, but I felt like it was the most relaxed and fun I've ever been in an interview with somebody. And maybe it's because it was my sister, but I feel like we talked about some like really heavy and intense shit that goes on in life, but we had a freaking blast just talking to each other. And so that relaxed, vibe I was able to have just made it so much fun. And it was literally like she said at the end of the episode, like it was like therapy for the two of us where it was just fun to talk to one another. And we do, we talk every single week. We probably reach out to each other like once a day (laughs) for something, but it was nice to just sit and fully be engaged one-on-one with just each other. And I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I personally really liked it because look, my sister is 
gorgeous and she is an incredible person but not many people know all the things that she goes through in life and so I was so excited when she said that she really wanted to open up and talk about some of the things that she's gone through because she felt like it could help somebody and it made me happy not only because do I think it will help somebody yes but also because I think I really want people to just know like how strong of a person she is. You know what I mean? Like I think it sometimes bothers me when people don't know everything that's going on in your life because they don't realize how much of a badass you fucking are, you know? And she's a badass. And all of you are badasses too. I think I really need to to make sure I, I point that out because I know a lot of you are struggling. Some of you even had the courage to reach out to me and talk about how you could relate to some of the things that me and my sister talked about last week that you're struggling with. And you feel hidden, you feel unseen, and you feel like nobody knows what's going on. And it can be so aggravating and frustrating. And you might get a little resentful or you might feel lost. And I want you to know that you don't have to share that with everybody, but just because you don't, That doesn't mean that you're not a badass. What you're going through, you're going through. And good for you to gain through all the shit that you've gone through in life to get you to where you are today. You are killing it. You're meant to be here for a reason. You've survived your hardest days, right? We've survived our hardest and best days. We can survive anything. And I want you to be inspired with that. And that's why I love love this podcast is for, for that, is that, You know, we learn from people about how they struggle and know that we're not alone and know that we are all warriors in some way, whether it's in the privacy of our home or if we share it with the world. And so I hope that you got that from the episode last week with Casey. And I hope you guys will send me any follow-up questions that you have. I would love to hear any more questions that you have. I would bring any guests back on if you were like, you know what? I really like this, but I want to hear more about A, B, and C. I don't freaking know. But Anyway, let me know if you guys have any questions because I'll have her back. And and it really made me be like, wow, I think I might want to have a co-host because it's just so fun talking with someone. And I feel like I go through these waves of like, after doing the conversation with Casey this whole week, I had plenty of time to record today's solo episode, but I just was avoiding it just because I kept waiting for this like burst of energy to talk to you guys, forgetting that whenever I come onto the microphone, the energy is just boom right there. You know, but I feel like I get a little dependent on my guests sometimes where I'm like, shit, it was so easy to just like talk with somebody rather than me just staring at my purple wall right now. Well, it's like a plum color. Anyway, me (laughs) just staring at my wall, imagining that I'm talking to all of my friends. Sometimes I think about how good it is or or how good I am at having a conversation by myself. And I think that something is seriously (laughs) wrong with me because honestly, I am alone right now. I mean, not, not that like, you guys didn't know that. I don't even know why I'm saying honestly, but I'm alone right now talking to myself, laughing, having a great time, but it's because I'm thinking about all of you. And I don't know if that makes you think I'm weirder, <laughs> or not, but that's how I'm feeling. So anyway, Casey got here last week and I'm just so freaking happy that she got here because I don't know about all of you, but if you are trying to travel right now, it is a freaking nightmare and everybody is trying to avoid it because thousands and thousands of flights are getting canceled every day. So, you know, as much as you want to travel, you don't know if you'll number one, make it to your destination, but number two, are you going to make it home? And that is very, very anxiety ridden scenarios right there, right? 
you know, with work, with family responsibilities, just the comfort of your freaking home and your own shower and bed. The thought of maybe being somewhere that's not home for an extended period of time that you weren't prepared for. Yeah, it's going to cause a little bit of anxiety. So we've had a lot of anxiety around this. My sister was actually supposed to get here even earlier and her flight had gotten canceled. So we were just thrilled that she freaking got here. Oh, and then her flight home got canceled and switched and whatever. I don't even need to go into all that, but I'm just so happy that she got here. And because she was here, we got to spend so much time all together as a family. Granted, her husband and my nieces weren't able to be here and we missed them so much, but we did have my brother and my parents and Kyle with us and we were all able to spend so much time together, which really was nice. And we even hung out with with Kyle's family too, like got all the girls together and we got massages, which guys, I've never heard of a better deal than this. An hour massage for 45 minutes and it was no joke or wait, no, an hour massage for $45. That's what I meant. But anyway, I thought it was too good to be true. Y'all, I couldn't believe it. I felt like I cheated the system while getting rubbed down and relaxed and had some self-love. And it was amazing. But point was, there was tons of time spent with family, whether it was the spa, by the pool, out to dinner, having drinks, wine night, all of that stuff. We spent so much time together. And what I love most about this time of year, and I hope that all of you were able to do this this weekend too, is that, you know, when you get together in the winter, I think there's more of an effort to, to stay away from the screen, during that time. Because sure, you can whip out a board game or just sit around and have drinks. But most of the time, since we're inside, we have a TV playing or somebody's looking up something on their phone. I just, I think we're more prone to the screen during the colder times of the year. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I think that we don't have to be. We can make more of an effort to play games and stuff. But it's it's easier to have the, the TV going or movies going, whatever. This time of year, when it's sunny out, barbecue weather, chilling in the sun. We're all just outside connecting with one another, whether it's, you know, with the fire pit going or in the water, whatever it is, we're having a freaking blast. And we're all just enjoying nature and being with one another. And there was a point where I was sitting by the fire with my family. And I just, I, of course, was taking shots with everybody, just having a blast. And I lifted up my shot glass and I said, These are my absolute favorite nights. These nights with all of you in nature, enjoying good music and just having fun together. These are my absolute favorite nights. And I say that to Kyle all the time when we do fire pits in our backyard too. I just say to him, these are my favorite nights with you. I think it is just so calming and peaceful and you really feel just more present in those moments. I don't know. You guys message me and let me know if you feel the same way, but that really is how I feel. But it was so great spending time with with all of my loved ones and some pretty big things happened this week, which I'll be giving my tips and tricks on one of the things, but another one I have to share with you guys. <laughs> this is going to sound so stupid. I did a freaking backflip, you guys. Oh my gosh, you're probably going to think this is so dumb. I'm sure you're saying they're like, what? Like, we know you got your wedding dress and you're talking about a backflip. No, but there's a reason I want to talk about this. There really is. 
And it's the reason I shared the video of me doing it on my Instagram page. And I just want to quickly touch on this before we get into the more exciting stuff of today's conversation. So Kyle can just get on the diving board and do a backflip. No problem. He will just like go on there. He doesn't even have to take a pause or a breath. He just walks right on, turns around and backflips. It's like, up. Oh, hello and he, and no fears whatsoever and I do front flips all the time it's just something that I'm not afraid of doing and Kyle was like do a backflip and I used to be a gymnast I used to be a cheerleader did tons of backflips back in the day but it's been a while and for some reason even though you know there's water so it's like literally the safest landing I'm terrified of hitting my head on the diving board And so I stood on the diving board for like 10 minutes, shaking and saying, no, 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 I can't do it. And I felt like, oh my, I I, I can't. And they're like, you can do it. You can. And I literally was like, no, like, I don't need to prove this to myself. I'm good. I don't need to do, I really, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I just stood there not believing in myself for so long. And finally, I just said, fuck it. What's the worst that's going to happen? And that's, that is literally... Finally, when I thought of it that way, like even though I was thinking in my head, the worst that could happen was hitting my head on the diving board. I really thought about if I jump out far enough and just tuck my legs, I might land on my belly, but I'll be fine. Might be a little red and it might hurt, but like whatever. And so I did it. And then I got up and I did it like three more times. And it wasn't scary. And I share that because I think there's a lot in life that we're doing that with. Granted, there's plenty of things that we don't need to do and we don't need to prove anything to ourselves. But this was one of those things where I truly did not believe in myself and I didn't think that I could, but I did. And it helped me gain confidence. I felt brave. I felt daring. And so I really want you to try and push yourselves outside of that comfort zone a bit. I mean, I know that I'm talking about flipping in a pool and whatever, but it does make me think about a lot of things in life when things like this happen. Like how many other things am I saying, no, I could never do that when really I can, but I'm believing that I'm somebody less than what I truly could be. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking a little too philosophical with this <laughs> backflip by the pool, but it was a moment where I was like, wow, I can accomplish much more than I think I can. And I had the support of my amazing fiance who's cheering me on, standing there right at the diving board in case I did hit my head because I wasn't <laughs> very afraid of that. But I had the support and courage from him that I could do this. And I did. So that was super exciting. But let's get into what you all want to hear, or at least I think you want to hear. You might be like, girl, I could give two shits about this. No, but let's get into the exciting update, which is I said yes to the dress. I did it. It was that TLC moment that everybody thinks about. I said yes to the dress. And oh my gosh, I am so fucking happy. Maybe I should pull up my phone and look at the pictures of the dress while I'm talking to you guys. Not that I'm going to ever describe the dress or anything because I am just not wanting number one, Kyle to hear anything about it. But number two, I'm really not sharing it with anybody. (gasps) Oh my God, I just pulled it up on my phone. I haven't looked at it in a while. Oh my gosh, I love it so, so much. Okay, let me, I'm going to stare at it and then not be talking on the podcast and be like, uh, Shannon, are you there? Uh, hello, are you there? <laughs> yes, I'm here. I'm just staring at my dress. Oh, I can't wait to be back in it. That is the worst part about this wedding dress shopping thing. You literally like get your dress and then it's so long until you get to be in it again. Okay, 
let's go through wedding dress shopping and my tips and tricks for that because I do have some lessons learned that I want to share with you guys. So obviously there was a lot of pressure when it came to going wedding dress shopping this weekend. Number one, it's the moment that as a girl, you think of your entire life. Like literally since you're a little girl, you're thinking of that big white wedding dress that you're going to wear where you're a princess, you know? And I really wanted to make sure I found it this weekend because Casey was here and I didn't want to go shopping multiple days or have to FaceTime her or anything. I really just wanted the one time I went to be it because I did my hair and makeup, got myself done up. I was like, I want to do this the next day again. Like, please, I really don't want to. So we go there. And on the way there, it's me, my mom, Casey, and Kyle's mom. And everybody's asking me, like, what do you have in your head? Like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, I have no freaking clue. And they all honestly felt the same way. Like, nobody could picture me in a wedding dress. Like nobody had an image in their head of the style. And quite honestly, I liked all styles. I like trumpet, mermaid, ball gown, A-line. I like things with like big feathers and, and a bunch of different layers to it. I like really everything. I like strapless. I like no straps. I do like sleeves. I don't like sleeves. I mean, I really do like it all. So we get to this bridal store. It was Castle Couture. I highly, highly recommend if you are in New Jersey, go to Castle Couture. They they were so, so great. Like, And I'll explain why. So they were so great because when I got there, the woman, there's two women who are working with me the whole time. And they came up to me and they they introduced themselves and they just had the most pleasant demeanor about them. Like they weren't pushy saleswomen or had an attitude like I've experienced at some other clothing stores. They were just so happy for me congratulated me, wanted to see my ring right away. They asked me to tell them all about my fiance, Kyle. And I was like, well, if I talk about how much I love him, I'm going to start crying. But like, I just am obsessed with him and I can't wait to marry him one day. (laughs) They're like, okay. (laughs) But they were so patient and great. And of course, the first thing they asked me is, do you have pictures on your phone? You know, they assume like every other bride out there that I Pinterested and I know exactly what I want. I said, nope. I I really like everything. And honestly, most of the time when I think I like something or I have a vision in my head, I end up going with the complete opposite. So yeah, uh, could we try it all? And they were like, sure, let's figure out your style first. They brought out every single style. I tried on um, the mermaid, trumpet. I don't really know the difference, (laughs) quite honestly. I tried A-line. I tried ball gown. um, I tried a bunch of different necklines to figure it out. They helped me to try on everything. And then we found the style that we liked and then kind of went through the more specifics, like the lace, the beading, um, if there was any other details I wanted, how I wanted, if I want to have a train or no train, I don't know, all these things, right? And so we really narrowed it down and finally were able to figure out the style that we needed. And through, I think I tried on eight dresses, we finally found the one. I wish I knew like the number, like it was lucky number this, but I will say that when they pulled this dress, It was a dress actually outside on a mannequin that they were like, I think this is exactly what she's looking for. When they pulled that, Kyle's mom held it up and my sister looked at it and said, that's the one. And sure enough, that was the one. And 
let me talk. I, I, I feel like I jumped into that a little too quickly. Let me explain something real quick. I started to get real discouraged by dress six. And I felt like, I don't think today's the day. Like, I don't think I'm going to find it. We've tried on it felt like every single style, color, all that stuff, and nothing was jumping out at me. And I really started to get discouraged. And I kind of felt like, I don't know, when do we call it quits? You know, I didn't show anybody that, but, you know, by myself in the changing room, I'm like, geez, I'm just not getting that moment. And you guys know, like I talked about this when it came to venue hunting, that like I really need to have that moment because I'm a very emotional person and I just know that for me when it's right, those emotions will appear. Does not have to happen for everybody, but for me, I need to feel those emotions right away. And so because I didn't feel in any of the dresses like that moment, I was like, well, I don't think it's going to happen, you know? And so when I finally tried on this dress, it was like a wave came over the room. I saw the look on my mom's face, Kyle's mom's face, my sister's. And I looked in the mirror and just immediately felt this like rush come over me, like literally like this, like, like warmth in my chest, chills all over my body. And I started to feel myself just smile and my eyes water up and I looked over at my mom and she was crying which then I just started crying and it was beautiful I mean it was like every little detail I liked about the other dresses all came into this one dress where I didn't feel like in any way was I settling I was so comfortable it had all of the things I loved in the other dresses and so then they had me cover my eyes they came behind me and put a veil on and I opened my eyes and I was seeing myself with the veil and I just couldn't hold it in. I was just like crying. I just could not keep it together. And everybody was crying. It was so, so special. And I stayed in it for a while. We popped a bottle of champagne, had drinks, took a million pictures and we all were just so happy. And I just stood in that dress thinking, gosh, I can't believe I'm not gonna be able to wear this for so long. You know, I just love this dress so much. But Here's the tip that I have about wedding dress shopping. And I think it's good to have an idea. But I think my main tip would be because you could be somebody who has an idea or you don't. I would say don't go in married to any type of dress. Go in with an open mind. Like in my head, I think this is a style I like. Have some Pinterest photos if that's your thing. But don't be married to that idea because What was so special about my experience, I think, and I was kind of talking about this with all the women that were with me afterward, was like, I didn't feel disappointed in any dress at all because of like a a prior like feeling I had about it. You know, it wasn't like, wow, I really love the style, this is what I want, and I tried it on, was heartbroken because it didn't look good. I didn't really care because nothing was really in my head. So I say that to you because if you're somebody trying on dresses, it's good to have an idea, but just be open to all the other styles that there are so that no disappointment waves over you or that you aren't open to seeing yourself in any other styles, you know? But it was really so freaking amazing. And now I can't try it on until February for my first dress fitting, (laughs) but, um, I, I, it just was so special. And here's the thing, like I was really nervous for a while. And I talked about this on the podcast a lot about 
you know, my body and just how I've been feeling lately. Cause I've just been feeling very self-conscious, haven't been the best in my routine and not feeling, I don't know how I guess I pictured I would want to look for my wedding. And after going wedding dress shopping, like I have zero fears on that whatsoever. Of course, this year I'm still going to work out, eat right, and try and get into the best shape I can be so that I could feel totally confident and sweat for the wedding bride. But I'm not feeling as pressured about as I was before because I truly felt so beautiful in this dress. Like I I would have been happy if Kyle and I got married that day. I felt so confident in my own skin. And I think that we all need to feel that way in what we're wearing. Like you don't, you want to wear the dress. You don't want the dress to wear you. It's another thing that one of my friends told me is like, even if you want to be so over the top with embellishments and everything, you don't want it to be so much where the bride gets lost in it, right? Like you want to be wearing the dress. And I think that also applies to this body confidence issue I've been having. Like I've really felt so confident in this dress where no matter where I'm at in my, you know, weight loss journey or whatever, I feel like I'm going to be confident as a bride that day. And so that was a really cool feeling, you know? So yeah, I found my dress. I said yes to the dress. You guys will see it um, in a little less than a year (laughs) when I post pictures from the big day, but I'm so excited and I literally cannot wait for Kyle to see it. It's going to be the hardest secret to keep. And Something else I'm doing, and I don't really have an opinion on this one way or the other, but it's just what I want to do is I'm not showing my dress to anybody. I have friends who have shown everyone their dresses. And trust me, I was the nosy, nosy girl begging to see the dress because I really wanted to. But I just don't want to right now. And and I loved that my friends shared that with me. And it's nothing against like my friends or anybody that I don't. But I think I just want to like have everyone see it on that day because even when I look at pictures, like it just doesn't do it justice. Like I just can't wait for everybody to see it in person. Mind you, when I get together with all of my friends, that could totally change. They could all like guilt trip me into sharing what type of dress I got and sharing the pictures. But as of right now, I want to keep it very private and keep it secret. Um, My dad also has not seen the dress. So it is just the only people who have seen it is me my mom, Kyle's mom, and my sister, Casey. And that's going to be it for now. I'll let you know if I cave in and show it to other people because I really do want to show it, but (laughs) I don't think I'm going to. Oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, to quickly close out the updates on this week, I then uh, threw out my back. That was like literally the weirdest transition into that. I like went from wedding dress shopping and happy into and I hurt myself. (laughs) No. So I was at the gym on Tuesday and I pulled a muscle in my back and you guys, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I'm just going to say, listen to your body. Like seriously, listen to your body when something happens because I pulled my back on Tuesday and the pain wasn't super bad. So I continued to work out Wednesday and Thursday Today's Friday and I had to go and get like stuff to put on my back, a machine to loosen up my muscles. I am in serious pain and couldn't even walk this morning. I couldn't even teach. So because I didn't listen to my body, I literally cannot move my body. Big mistake, huge. And I feel like I tell you guys that all the time is like, listen to your body, like, you know, like know when you need rest, like know how far to push yourselves. And I didn't freaking do that. I can be such a machine when it comes to my gym routine that it's like 
damaging at times. <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyway, that brings me into today's topic, which I feel like the topic should have been wedding dress shopping at this point. But the second half of today's episode is routines. With that, I want to talk about routines and the positives and negatives of them and why we should have them and why maybe we shouldn't have them. And it's something I've been wanting to talk about for a while because if we listen to where I was in season one of You Got This, The Journey, compared to now, my perspective on routine is so freaking different. So different. And I've been talking about this a lot with people around me in my life, just about our routines and how they change and and the emotions that come with the changes that happen with your routines too. So you guys know when I first started my mental health journey, I had a very strict morning routine. I mean, I was so into my morning routine that I literally made a workbook for people to have when they sign up for my newsletter about like the 10 ways to become a morning person. And it was always we could do that because I fully, fully believed in morning routines. And it was a huge part of how I got through my mental health journey, how I managed my anxiety and really did get to a better place. But I'm not doing that routine anymore. But at the time, it was super, super helpful to me. And I I seriously needed it every single day. And just to give you all a reminder, my routine was I would get up. I would do my, I would always change up the order depending on how my <laughs> energy levels were. But basically, I would work out, do my meditation, my affirmations, reading, visualization, and journaling. And these were all things I did every single day. And it helps me to release the stress and anxiety I had, set good intentions for the day, and really to help me get into a much more positive mindset. And I did this every single day. And even in my first year of doing the routine, I got so addicted to it with my mental health where I could tell if I didn't meditate or do my journaling one day that I felt more anxious or maybe a little more depressed on some days when I didn't do it. And I would even talk about that on the podcast. Like I know that I had a down day this day because I didn't do these parts of my routine and I need to be disciplined with this. And I stand by that. I think at that time in my life, I seriously did need that routine. And it really was detrimental when I wasn't sticking to it. But now I'm at a place in my mental health journey. I feel like I've gotten through the thick of it, the hardest time of my mental health that I've ever gone through. And I'm at a place now where I don't need to do those practices every single day. Instead, they really are part of my quote unquote mental health toolbox where if I feel anxiety come on, a panic attack appear, I know my tips and tricks that I have to go to to take care of myself. But I don't need them every day now. And the reason is what started to happen was instead of me looking every day as I need this and I was excited and I felt good after, it just started to feel like a damn chore. I mean, it really did. Like I was exhausted thinking about it. Like, and and it was it was taking away from every piece of it. I mean, I would sit there and meditate and think about everything else in the world. I'd sit there to journal and just be like stabbing my pen into the paper, scribbling, just being like, I and I would be honest, I'd be like, I don't want to fucking do this. I feel like I have to. So I'm writing. Here's the five things I'm grateful for. And it kind of got to a point where I'm sitting there doing it like well, what is the point of this? Like, this isn't even beneficial anymore. I'm dreading it. It's another to do. 
now what? And I don't do it anymore. But I want to talk about that because I've been, like I said, having conversations with a lot of people who are saying their routine's out of whack. They feel really off. They're not doing the things that they felt used to serve them anymore. And when they do do them, it's just not right. And they don't know what to do. Let's go through all the different dynamics of this. Number one, if you have a routine right now that is serving you and you feel like every day you're benefiting from it, it's helping you to be your highest self, helping you to perform better throughout the day, whether that be with work or with relationships or just your self-care, then keep that routine in your life. If it is serving you and helping you, this episode is not meant to tell you, (laughs) okay, everybody, fuck your morning routines. <laughs> Sorry for dropping the F-bomb. That was a little aggressive. <laughs> but seriously, this episode is not meant to do that. It's to help you understand when a routine is needed versus when it's not needed and it's maybe time to say goodbye. So if you have a routine where you're feeling like, no, it's working and I'm happy, you keep that routine. Keep it. You don't have to make a change. But if your routine is getting to a point now, disclaimer here, there are going to be days where routines are hard. Routines where maybe one day you didn't get up and feel good, but at the end of the day, you still knew you needed it, right? I'm talking about when it gets to the point with routines where you are dreading it. And even after you've done it, it didn't serve you. You don't feel better. It just was a thing checked off of the list. That is where we need to circle back and really reanalyze. Why are we doing this routine anymore? If you're feeling good going into the routine, you have results, great. If you're not feeling good going into the routine, but you still have results, great. If it's getting to a point where you're just doing this, you're checking it off the list, but nothing really is changing from it, it's time to let go of the routine. A lot of people have a hard time with this though because they feel like a failure in some way. Like because they were performing so well, they felt like they were really accomplished doing this routine before. And now that doesn't feel so good and they're ready to get rid of it. It's like, well, am I lazy? Am I less motivated? Like, why don't I want to be doing this routine? And that is not the case. What's actually happening is you're falling into a pattern with your routine, a pattern that's not self-serving anymore. So it's not failure that you're getting rid of it. But it's growth because you're getting rid of things that aren't serving you or helping you anymore. And instead, you'll have the opportunity to introduce a new routine or new thing that you've been wanting to try instead of trying to squeeze it into everything that you've done. Because some people won't let go of their routines where they're trying to do everything. They try to introduce something new to, you know, get the spark going a little bit. But um, now they're just overstressed and they've lost more time out of their day. And that's what happens with these routines is we lose that time for ourselves. It used to be the time we took for ourselves, but then eventually it's just something else just sucking up the time in our life, right? So remove the things that aren't helping you. And you don't have to be like cold turkey with it either. You know, you don't have to say I'm not doing anything anymore. Like for if I look at the morning routine I had, well, maybe I cut out the reading in the morning and I could save that for nighttime if I want to. Or I only do meditation for this week and see how I feel just doing that piece. You can, you know, flow with this and find different ways to incorporate each piece of it to fit your lifestyle and be the most self-serving it's going to be. At the end of the day, you want to feel like your routine was something that replenished you, you know, and it gave life back into you that you needed and it was something that was helping you. So it's okay to get rid of those routines. I did. 
And I'm happy I did. But I'm telling you, for a long time, I felt guilt because I felt like it was all that I promoted on this podcast. My brand, my coaching business, everything was all about morning routines and what to introduce into your life. But I'm going through a time where I don't need it anymore. And again, I could always refer back to it. And I have new routines now. I'm getting more into a routine of, you know, like just being better with like when to eat and what to eat. Don't get me wrong. I still have Takis during the day. I make cookies for me and Kyle and we have big Italian meals. But I'm being better at getting more disciplined with having a healthier breakfast and lunch and trying to make better decisions, getting more on track with my work routine, and even just finding a better consistency with my workout routine. I mean, obviously with F45, I've been working out a lot, but I'm trying to introduce running more. And so with that, I don't feel as bad giving up things of my other routine because, hey, a new routine is forming itself right now, you know? So if you're feeling that way, you guys make some changes and and this isn't school, okay? Nobody's freaking grading you saying, well, you didn't do A, B, and C today. Today was a failure. No, this is your life. You choose the routine that you get to set for yourself every single day. So choose the one that's going to be best for you. All right, guys, today's episode was all over the place (laughs) in so many different ways. I don't really, really even know what I'm going to title this. It's going to be like the routine of wedding dress shopping and (laughs) backflips. I don't know, but I'm super excited because like I told you in my last solo episode, I did a fun date night for me and Kyle where I cooked for him and tonight he's cooking for me. So I'll let you guys know how it is, good or bad. I just love, no, it's not going to be bad. I shouldn't say that. It's going to be amazing, but I was just going to say regardless, I love spending time with him and I love just doing these things for one another. So I'm just so excited to go spend time with him. So I got to hop off the microphone, but before I do, I need to share with you guys a quote for today that I found that I think really fits into today's episode topic. Here it is. If you can't be flexible in life, you become irritable with life. I'm going to say that one more time because when I saw this quote, I was like, oof, that is it. That is seriously the truth right there. Listen to it again. If you can't be flexible in life, you become irritable with life. That is so true. You guys, when we are flexible, where we go with the flow and we allow different things to come into our lives and be released from our lives, that is where true happiness and the ability for us to be present happens. I find that when I get so strict in my routine, right, even on this topic of the routines, like with everything I'm doing, I do get irritable when things don't go exactly as I want them to, or there's hiccups or there are things that, you know, fuck with what I want to happen that day. That's when I get irritable and angry. So if you're grumpy, (laughs) be flexible. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys. All right. I'm going to go finish this Celsius. It's probably super warm right now, but that's okay. You guys are worth it. I will see you next week for another episode. Don't forget to send me all of your questions. If you're loving the wedding talk, you're loving the guests I've had or anything, or you just want to hear more about another topic, send it my way at you got this underscore the journey on Instagram. So I'll see you guys next week for another episode. But until then, always remember through every high, every low, every positive, every negative, every up, every down, whatever it may be always remember you got this 